Hey, I'm Anjali, and I watch a lot of TV. I'm hosting a television review podcast called Anjali Vision, and it'll air every other week through the Trident Network. I'll have interesting guests each episode to answer important questions like, how quickly would you resort to cannibalism in different post-apocalyptic TV show scenarios? And who's the best daddy on TV right now? Hey, don't jump! It can't be that bad. Corny much. You crying? No. Then why is your face all wet? Why do you have to ask so many questions? I'm just asking. I'm trying to help you out. Well, there's nothing you can help me with. So, uh, I heard you beat Rodney. You keeping tabs on me? (laughs) You wish. Yeah, I did. Now I'm going to the Golden Gloves. Must be nice. Wouldn't it be nice if we could Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentary. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about Jump In. Yeah! Exclamation point. Jump to the rhythm and step to the music. Val, I have to say that song gets stuck in my head as a 30-year-old adult. Wow. I sing that song all the time. And push it, push it. Yeah, to I've the heard limit, that one before. Limit to the- yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. That one, because it sounds like it should be a high school musical song. Yeah, it does. It sounds mm-hmm. like, um, what's the tr- basketball one? Bet on it. Oh, no, that's the, from high school musical, too. Um, get your head in the game. Yeah, you got to get your, get your, get your, get your head right? in the game. Right? It sounds like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, folks, jump in. Folks. Jump in. Let's jump in. <laughs> Let's to jump, jump in, in to jump in. Let's jump in to jump in. Uh jumping right in. Uh jump in came out January 12th, 2007. We're wow. in 2007. Wow. And I'm still in eighth grade. <laughs> and I'm still in college. In college. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it was directed by Paul Hohen, who, you know, are very familiar with at this point. Again, just as a reminder, he directed Luck of the Irish, True Confessions, You Wish, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Cheetah Girls, Read It and Weep, um, Coming Up, Dad Napped, Camp Rock 2, How to Build a Better Boy, and Zombies 1 through 3. So he is with us for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And normally... I don't love his style, but I actually think that he was more restrained in this movie in terms of some of the things that I normally don't love about his directing. Yeah, for sure. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have as much of an issue with that. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, we've got some heavy hitters in the writing team here. So, yeah. So Doreen Spicer is the creator of... The Proud Family, like the show. <gasps> cool. Um, yes. So I guess that makes sense of Kiki Palmer's involvement then, maybe? Um, maybe. Could be. Okay. Or it could be 
Because I, I was she in the original? Oh no, it was Kayla Pratt. It was Kayla Pratt who was. Yeah, she's um, in. Kiki Palmer family. is in it now. Now. Yes, she's in like the new version of it. Okay, but I don't think she was in the original version of it. Okay. Um. So, but she might be in it now because mm-hmm. of Dorian because of the connection. right exactly because mm-hmm. of this. So anyway, that's Doreen Spicer. Then Regina Y. Hicks also wrote a bunch of episodes for Sister Sister. She wrote Camp Rock and Camp Rock Two, a show called Girlfriends, and she has been the showrunner on both The Upshaws and the animated show Central Park. Most recently. Oh wow! Yeah, look and at then, that. Yeah, those are that's we got more. You got more, more in there than more. That, in that in that Mary Poppins bag. There, I you know? know more. One more. Karen Gist <clears throat> also wrote Camp Rock and Camp Rock Two, and the for the show Girlfriends, she was the showrunner on Mixed Dish, Our Kind of People, and Mike. Three shows wow. she's been the showrunner on. So these ladies went on to absolutely crush after writing this movie. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's really cool. I know, right? Uh, okay, the cast is as follows. Corbin Blue. You can tell that this movie was written by women. I know. Like 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I no, just no, had to no. say that. I, because like, it's not a bad movie. I know. And Corbin Blue is like a male lead through a female gaze. Like... Yep. He is exactly what you want in this kind of movie, especially and we want more. Yeah, seriously, because, especially because this is literally a movie about like gender politics and like mm-hmm. young high school. It was benefited greatly from the yeah. female perspective, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Corbin Blue played Isidore Izzy Daniels. Yeah. Probably, you know, Corbin best from the high school musical franchise as well as High School Musical, the musical, the series. Since then, he's also done a number of episodes on One Life to Live, and he's basically just become kind of a solid character actor. Like, he's just done, mm-hmm. you know, like one episode around. things and a bunch of different stuff. I believe he also had an off-Broadway stint in Little Shop of Horrors oh. as Seymour. Really? Yes. That's fun. Yeah. A very cute little nerdy guy. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. So he is an incredible actor. And yes. I feel like he is someone who is a good person. He seems like it. I, li- I will like hope a good for person. that to be true. Yeah. I've not heard anything to the contrary. We haven't heard anything different, so we're not going to believe anything yes, different. Exactly. You get it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we've got Kiki Palmer as Mary ah! Thomas. Oh, she is thriving, living, thriving, wonderful. Yes. Like, she is so funny. She's great. She's great. And this was among her first things. Uh, she was, <gasps> oh. she kind of got put on the map because of Aquila and the Bee. I don't know if you I remember, remember that movie. that. Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, she's done a bunch of stuff. She was in uh, a show called True Jackson VP. Um, mm-hmm. we, she does voice work for a show called Winx Club, where she's done like a hundred plus episodes. She was wow. more recently on Scream Queens. She was in the movie Hustlers, Lightyear, Nope. Um, she's in the new iteration of Proud Family. She was on, or maybe is still on a show called Human Resources. And of course, she's also a musician. So she's mm-hmm. done lots of music and music videos that are all over her IMDb as well. So mm-hmm. she is. I believe she just had a baby recently. Oh, good for her. Within um, the last 18 years, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know when, but I think she did. <laughs> I'm well, gonna look this up. Uh, congrats, Kiki, on your baby, whatever that baby happened. <laughs> but yeah, she's everywhere. She's also like yes, August two twenty twenty three. Wow, so pretty new. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay, then we've got David Reavers as Kenneth Daniels, aka Dad. Mm-hmm. And a really cool fact about David Reavers is that he is actually Corbin Blue's dad. No way! Yes. I love that. I know. That makes me like this film even more. I know. And yes, I said film. <laughs> this is a cinematic masterpiece. This is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yes, he is, in fact, Corbin Blue's real dad cool yeah how fun i know i thought that was really neat um and he uh he's a character actor he's been in you know one-off things he was also in high school musical three okay uh i don't remember as what but yeah yeah, he's we'll get there when we get there right (laughs) he's uh he's been around and i just thought that was really cool and like it definitely obviously benefited their relationship in the movie right right like because their their relationship is integral to this movie mm-hmm. um and so you know obviously their built-in chemistry helped a lot yeah absolutely that's amazing yeah then we've got shanika or shanika apologies for whichever is the wrong one Knowles as shauna lewis i believe she's one of the dance team member or the jump rope team members with kiki uh she was on hannah montana Cool. And she's also a character actor. She's, you know, been around. Good. Yes. Lavon Green played Keisha Ray, another one of her teammates, I believe. And she was on something called All of Us, but she actually stopped acting in 2009. Okay. Hope you're well. Yes. Hope you are well, Lavon. Hope you are well. Kylie Russell played Karen Daniels, little sister. Mm hmm. She is in all three zombies movies. So obviously met Paul doing this movie and then, Uh you know, found herself in the other zombies movies. Yeah. Excited to get to the zombies movies in 2027. (laughs) (laughs) My kids in first grade. Um, (laughs) Mason Elsadig played Chuck Coley, one of Izzy's friends. Um, He was on Degrassi, The Next Generation and another show called Stoked. Uh, I think they I'm pretty sure they filmed this in Toronto. So like a number of these actors are Canadian. Um, And then Jajubi Mandiella played Yolanda Brooks. She is the one who defects from (gasps) the their jump rope team to the other enemy jump rope team. She was also on Degrassi and she was in an episode of Murdoch Mysteries. Oh, cool. Okay, that's it. Uh, Wow. The I know not a lot of like people who were in other decoms in this particular yeah. cast. Okay. The synopsis is as follows. A young boxer fills in when a member of his friend's skipping team. Skipping team? <laughs> drops out at the last minute and he finds a passion for this new sport. He starts to question whether boxing is what he really wants to do and has to decide to follow his heart. Okay. I mean, it's not wrong per se but yeah. it also kind of skips over some okay using your vocab word i think when i hear skipping team i think skipping around a track like track and field yeah i just think 
that whoever wrote this does not understand what double dutch is. No. <laughs> and could have just said double dutch. Double dutch. Yeah. Cool. A few fun facts. Okay, let's hear them. Raven Simonier was originally <gasps> to play Mary. No way. Yeah. I don't know what happened that that didn't end up coming through. <gasps> Wait. No Simon way. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Very good. I'm glad we got Kiki Palmer. I, I think that I think that Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue had really great energy together. I agree. Okay, a couple other things. Everyone except the main characters were on professional double dutch teams. Cool. So that is really cool. So it like lent itself to the authenticity. I think that you can definitely see that. Like I think in the other teams for sure. Yeah, the other teams. Where it's like we're gonna cast every other team. As long as you know how to double judge. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. they really didn't have to talk. Most of them didn't talk at all. But right. Even the like the one villain team, like, OK, mm-hmm. they they found right. the one girl who could come off as mean. And then they. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of them just stand there. Yeah. But yeah, like there was a lot of really cool double dutching going on. Yeah. And I didn't actually write this down, but sort of in addition to that, uh, because doing this on camera is so tiring they had like doubles for everybody because like cool. in the cast because like they would just get so tired and they would like yeah. suck people in. Right. And then if the camera or the lighting was off and it's not their fault, you know, and you have to do it again. Right. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this apparently drew 8.2 million viewers to its premiere night. So it beat Ooh. out Cheetah Girls 2, which had just beaten out High School Musical. High School Musical. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Heartthrob so, Corbin Blue pulling in the views. I know. So, yeah, those are my fun facts for today. And that is the business concluded. Thanks, business Val. Anytime. Hey, Al. Yeah. What were your first impressions of this movie? Thanks, Val. I remember seeing this movie. I don't remember watching it over and over again, but I definitely have seen it. I forgot a lot of the like main plot points. But I remember the music for sure. As mentioned earlier, I sing Jump to the Rhythm a lot in my head and I sing Push It to the Limit anytime I hear Push It, which probably shows my age because I'm sure some people would rather sing "Ah, Push It, you know, (laughs) but I sing Push It, Push It to to the Limit, Limit. So I really liked this movie. I thought that it was fast paced. I thought the acting was good. I thought that it was a quintessential decom. It hit every single mark of a decom. And knowing it was written by women is exactly why. <laughs> I thought it was really fun. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. The only reason I'm not giving it a little bit higher is I mentioned this in Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, where sometimes the montages for me. I'm not really interested in the action. And so there were a lot of montages of double dutching, which is really cool for the people who want to watch a lot of it. I didn't need to see several minutes of it at a time. Mm -hmm. So at some points it didn't drag. It was just like, okay, oh, I'm going to look at my phone and I'm going to look back up and oh, they're still gone. So um, seven and a half for that reason, but it was still fun. I'd watch it again. I'd put it on in the background. I mean, Kiki and Corbin are absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed this movie. Awesome. Yeah. Val, first impressions. Thanks, Al. I 
also enjoyed this movie. I agree 100 percent and was going to say that it is such a quintessential decom. Like, I think Al and I, as we have been directing an improvised decom show, we think a lot about like, what are the components of a decom? And this really did tick like so many boxes. Like if our cast did this, we'd be like, wow, like, holy yeah. moly. So a plot, mild B plot, right. uh, parent, um, si- sibling relationship, bully. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like literally perfect. Yes. Like truly ticks all the boxes. So definitely great for that. For the most part, I thought the acting was good. I there were some moments where like there's a plot. A part of the plot is that uh, Corbin is sort of second guessing his interest in boxing. And it's based on something that's actually quite sad and quite deep. And I think that doesn't always he doesn't quite land it for me, like in some of those moments of like how Mm -hmm. painful and complicated that is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. He's like a very and this may have been a directing thing, too, like but he plays this character very light, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. very like unconcerned but then if you're gonna have a plot line about a dead mom spoiler alert and a kid dealing with that in some way you have to allow them to like actually you know sometimes be sad and like deal Mm -hmm. with that um and i just didn't think he quite got there but otherwise i thought that was you know it was super fun i enjoyed watching the double dutch because like lord knows i will never be able to do any of the things Mm -hmm. that they were doing i also liked watching the boxing i liked that there was just a random girl boxer as sort of like Mm -hmm. a contrast to corbin being a boy jump roper Mm -hmm. and she was funny and had a couple good moments yeah and like his sister was cute uh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was overall solid B movie. There we go. Yeah. So, Al, did you have any favorite quotes or moments? Um. Yeah, I, I think I had more favorite moments than I did quotes. So uh, my two favorite quotes were Karen, the sister, was going up to Mary, Kiki Palmer. She goes, you guys were so awesome. And then immediately turns to Corbin Blue and goes, can I have a hot dog? <laughs> So I was like, you guys were so awesome. Can I get a hot dog? (laughs) I just thought that was so silly. I rewound it and listened to it like three times. And then my other favorite quote was, shut up, Karen. And she goes, shut, don't go up. Prices do. I wrote that too. (laughs) So funny. My favorite moments were that dad doesn't know how to do Karen's hair, but he's trying. And it was so cute. I know it was like, they over-exaggerated that moment because she had a piece of hair just sticking straight up a la, like, very thick alfalfa. But it was really cute that he was trying. I found out that they hit a boxing bell with a hammer. Did oh, yeah. not know that. Nice. I liked the sexual tension in this movie between Kiki and Corbin. And I like the music, Jump to the Rhythm and Push to Limit. I'm going to keep saying that. My qualm with this movie was that, you know how sometimes you go to take pictures, you're out and you're like, hey, can you take a picture of us? And you hand someone their phone and you get the phone back and you're looking at the pictures of you. and It's like blurry because your phone was dirty. This movie looked like it was filmed on a dirty iPhone. Interesting. (laughs) It was like blurry to me. Well, like it wasn't very clear. And I didn't like that. I would guess that that might have been intentional 
because mm. there's so much of this movie that the real actors are not in. So, oh, I still don't like it. Like, I also noticed they were doing a ton of like weird angled shots, like overhead. Right. And it's because you're trying to block the the fact that that's not Corbin Blue's face. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I still don't like it, though. That's fair enough. Thank you. Val, any favorite quotes or moments? Well, you took one of my like three. Yeah, I did. So I go first. <laughs> um, so I so one of them was and this one's just I I mostly wrote it because it's like a line that I've has probably been in like 8000 movies. Mm-hmm. Is he Daniels at a double Dutch competition? What happened? Did you lose a bet? <laughs> Like yep. the what happened? Did you lose a bet? Like what happened? Uh, um, also, right before Karen says, shut don't go up, prices do, she also says, I'm eight. I know things. <laughs> Which I thought was uh-huh, cute. Karen. And then my favorite moment, or I guess moments, is that just throughout this movie, Corbin just does basically parkour. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. In fact, the movie literally opens on a sequence of him just parkouring around. Yep. And I just, I cannot imagine what I would do. You know, they're clearly meant to be living in New York City. And like, if I were walking down the street here in Chicago and some kid was just parkouring through the alley, (laughs) I would just be like, Val would text someone and be like, these (laughs) damn kids parkouring in my neighborhood. Oh my God. I would just be so shocked. Um, not Bucktown. Um, not Bucktown. But yeah, so I thought that was really funny. And like, there was another moment where he comes downstairs to grab his backpack, and he just does this one move, like on repeat, like three or four times, and then he just walks out the door. <laughs> and I'm just yep. like, what are you doing? Like, no normal person. He's does showing this. his movement to who? Like, Karen himself. saw him, but he didn't know that she was watching him. <laughs> yeah, he's proving. Yeah, I can. I can do it. I mean, it was just so silly. So silly. Um, yeah. So those are probably my favorite moments. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think those are good. Are we ready to take our tops off and jump oh, some ropes? Tops are off. Tits are jiggling. <laughs> doing some double dutch. <laughs> There is no way you could pay me enough to do double dutch without a bra. <laughs> I would be physically injured by doing that. Especially right now, but even before. Oh my God. We are unhinged. I hope no children listen to this. <laughs> Tops are off. Tops We're are double off. dutching. We're double dutching. Wait, Val, would you rather... Double Dutch topless or box topless? I would rather box topless. Hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. We're here. We're here. Okay. We open up on Izzy Daniels, the next great star. Ah, we have a narrator. I have opinions, but they'll come back. Yes. Um, And he dances up to Mary. And Mary's Kiki Palmer. And he's dancing up. And so we have an opening. (laughs) Ooh, ah, oh, oh, oh. And he's the next great boxing star. Dances up to Mary. And then we find out that the regional double Dutch uh, is Friday and they want to go to the city. And they're like, Mary, you like him? And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then um, he's back home now. And dad mentions one, chili. And they're like, gross. <laughs> Two, boxing. Okay. So he's a boxer. 
three, dad owns a gym. So dad owns the boxing gym. So this is where we're getting our background of, of who these people are. Then if he wins his next match, he's going the golden gloves against big Rodney. And we don't know who big Rodney is yet. Um, and then he's training with his dad and his friends. And then the girl, there's a girl at the gym and she comes up and they make fun of her, but she's like already better than them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like show her like beating the shit out of some stuff and she's like really good. <laughs> and her name is Tammy. I thought it was Thea the whole time. It's Tammy. Then we find out he's neighbors with Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. So they are Romeo Juliet balconies. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, and he calls her out. He's like, Hey girl. <laughs> so this is where we get the start of our sexual tension. The phone rings. Then we miss mom. Sad. We find out mom has passed. Mm-hmm. And then Izzy has to take his sister, Karen, to the double Dutch competition. He doesn't want to do that. That's for girls. Mm-hmm. But then he has to go. His friends make fun of him. But then they end up coming with. Silly. <laughs> and then as they're on their way to the double Dutch competition, who do they run into, Val? Big Rodney. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And then starting now and throughout the entire thing, Rodney calls him daddy's boy. That is because his dad, as mentioned, owner of the gym and dad in real life and Corbin Blue, boxer, about to go to the Golden Gloves if he can beat Big Rodney, daddy's boy. Then we meet Gina and the opposing team, the Dutching Dragons, Dragon Dutchin. Dutch those dragons. And then that's their team name. And then we find out Mary's team has a new girl from Atlanta. And Gina's team has won for a very long time. So Gina and her team, the Dutch and Dragons, are really good. And then there's three you have to to win at the double Dutch competition because now we're here. They have to do th- they, three things. They have to do one foot hops, crisscross, and a high heel. And so that's the first part of the competition. Compulsory. And th- that's what it's called. Thank you. I didn't write that down because I didn't hear it. Then um, they have the freestyle competition after. So within the competition itself. And they have speed. And they have speed. So there's three parts. And within the competition itself, there are like three separate prongs. It's like a trident. Oh, my God. It's the trident of double Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) And so then Izzy thinks that the freestyle part is very cool. Mm -hmm. So this is where you can do whatever you want. You're double dutching. You can dance. You, um, spoiler alert, you can sing. Um, So there's like all of this. You can do whatever you want in freestyle. And that's the part that he thinks is really cool. Surprise! They made it to regionals. They got fourth place. So not great because Gina and Gina is mean and her team won the Dutch and Dragons. Um, and they, uh, they won first place, but fourth place still gets you into regionals. So they made it to regionals. And then Mary Kiki Palmer and one of the girls, the new one from Atlanta are getting mad at each other and they're bickering and they're like, and the girl, the new girl, she's like, this is whack. This is your, your routine. It's whack. It was intense there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then. Our narrator comes back. Our narrator is throughout the entire thing. And so that's my one comment with this is that it wasn't just in the very beginning and then one randomly spurt throughout. It was like a consistent narrator. And there's a good resolution with the narrator at the end. There is. However, there were many times where the narrator explained something that did not need explaining. (laughs) That is how I feel about all narrators. Yeah. You don't need to explain. It's it's my constant, like, don't explain it, just show us. Mm-hmm. But my resolution at the end with the narrator is fine. 
So then we get a narrator and we find out that Rodney is receiving help at school with clothes um, because of his like financial situation at home. Um, And so he is like going through a tough time, which might explain some of the bullying and why he is puts on this tough show. Um, So he takes the clothes, doesn't want them, throws them in the trash. He sees Corbin and then he throws them Yeah, so Izzy notices. Yeah. And he he is embarrassed, so he throws them in the trash. And then it, this, it makes Izzy think. It makes him think. He's like, <laughs> then Izzy, he's distracted for the fight. He's distracted, but then he comes back and he wins. He he wins against Big Rodney. He beat Big Rodney. He's going to the Golden Gloves, and then he gets a pep talk from the ref. I don't remember what he said, Val. I can't remember either. Amazing. So then he feels bad. Not that he beat Ronnie, but just that like Ronnie's going through a tough times. So he like kind of ding dotch, ding dotch, dotchas, um, ding dong dotchas, um, Ronnie and leaves a bag of clothes at his front door. Rodney doesn't know who they're from. So he takes them. Then <gasps> the Atlanta girl, she quits Mary's team. Ah! Mm. So now they have an open spot. And then Izzy and Mary are flirting. So we're like, hmm, OK. And Ronnie. He wants a rematch. He's like, oh, no, that was luck. Sorry. You didn't you didn't actually beat me. Then the girl who quit Kiki Palmer's team. Guess what? She joins the Dragon Dutchin. <laughs> she joins <laughs> Gina's team. And so then everyone's like, Izzy, why don't you do it? Because um, you think, you know, you like it. And he's like, OK. And he joins a team and he's actually pretty good. He was hesitant at first. He was like, no, that's for girls. That's for girls. And then when he is like, no, he goes home. Dad's making chili again. Remember how I mentioned the chili in the beginning? He's making it again. How often does a man make chili? <laughs> but they hate it. And so as he finds out that the chili is being made, he goes to pick up a pizza. And who are who's at the pizza place? It's Kiki Palmer's two best friends who are also on the team. And they're like, you're not going to be on the team. You're just a fill-in. And so Mary's like, no we can't have him on there because i like him and then she's like okay fine and he said okay i'll be on the team if it's only before school away from the public so they literally only train at 6 30 in the morning in the boxing ring so she's like double dutch is a sport just like every other sport i don't know why you're like trying to be a little weirdo about it because he was like mm, double dutch isn't a sport it's kind of like saying like cheerleading isn't a sport it's like it's a sport yes it is yes very acrobatic and then he ends up liking it so then uh the girl boxer Tammy comes and she sees him training and she's like, Oh my God, he's training to be double Dutch. Okay. And he's jumping better. He is getting really good at jumping, but he's boxing tired. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. And Tammy's like, I know your secret, but I won't tell anyone if you stop saying jokes about me being a girl boxer. And he's like, all right, I got it. So later he does stick up for her. Mm-hmm. I love that. Then he says, Mary, your freestyle routine it's whack that's coming back and he wants to change it and so then he takes them to like the park where he's going to show them a team who's jumping a jump and that is a quote they're jumping a jump they have fun they're going home rodney sees them and makes fun of them and she goes rodney you need to cool off and she dumps water on him (gasps) crazy then him and kiki have a really big heart to heart about doing things for their parents He doesn't want to make his dad sad because his mom passed away and him boxing is the only thing that makes dad happy right now. Then we have a really beautiful story about how Kiki Palmer said, my mom wanted me to do ballet and I was bad at ballet. 
And when I said, hey, mom, I don't want to do ballet anymore. My mom said, good, because you're bad at ballet. <laughs> and then she kisses him. <laughs> okay, almost kissing. You have to almost kiss to actually kiss. <laughs> so then they climb back in the window. He climbs back in his room. Oh, my God. Dad is there. Dad is there in his room. Oh, no. <laughs> he missed the practice match for the Golden Gloves. And he's two hours late for a curfew. Dad is mad. So now they're angry at each other. Then we're back at school. Ronnie pins him up against the lockers. And he kind of like turns him in. He's like, Ronnie, don't steal my lunch money. <laughs> and the teacher's right there. So then Ronnie gets in trouble. <gasps> the next morning, Ronnie is running by the gym, sees Izzy doing double dutch in the gym at six o'clock in the morning and takes pictures on some phone because later he uses it in his blackmail. And then the team changes their name to the Red Hot Chili Steppers. I hate it because I hate that band. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Wait. You two, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Those are my two that I don't like. <laughs> well, that's funny. But you do appreciate a good pun, right? So I appreciate a good pun unless it's about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wait, from this point forward, my question about Rodney is... How does he have this nice camera? How does he have the money to make all these photocopies? Mm -hmm. Like there is a lot of logistical work that he does for the rest of this movie that would require money that we have very clearly established he does not have. So that was just something that bothered me. And I just wanted to say it. Great question, Val. Please proceed. Thank you. So then he like leaves a double Dutch flyer on his desk and he has to go to the competition. Um, it's the first competition with the team and dad invited him to a fight kind of like, let's go see this boxing fight. And he's like, Oh shoot. They're at the same exact time. And so then they go on for the competition without him. Oh, Mary kicks him off. Yeah. So Mary kicks him off the team and the girls are mad, but they know there was a good excuse. They were like, it's not like he just didn't show up. It's not like he didn't want to be there. His dad, you know, his dad has this control on him. So they're kind of like trying to be like, Mary, give him another chance. Give him another chance. I wouldn't give him another chance. I'd be so freaking mad. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> and then he gets to school the next day. He's already feeling low. And then it's very much like when the burn book pictures are posted in Mean Girls because there are just pictures saying loser, like girls only do double dutch. Like all of these pictures are posted up around the school and everyone's making fun of him. I mean, the ADR for this scene was just they were going at him. So then we have a montage of him being sad about school and dad being sad about mom and Mary trying to talk to him. And then dad finds a double the double dutch poster of him being made fun of in the trash. Karen straight up sells him out. She's like, shut up. Only prices go up. And then he kind of stands up to his dad in this moment. And he's like, I don't box for me. I box for you because you want me to do this. And you won't talk about anything but boxing since mom died. And it's true because instead of talking about his feelings, he leaves. Um, Mary tries to get him back on the team. He says no, because he needs to box because he got in this fight with dad. And Tammy comes over to him and gives him the pep talk of like, that's their problem if they want to make fun of you. Like it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Um, she's like, I go through this all the time with being a girl who boxes, being a man who double dutches is literally nothing. Also, as an aside, 
when we get to the championships, there's a lot of men double dutching on these teams. So it's really interesting. It's not a bad, it's fine. I get what they were trying to do, but it is very interesting. Like if you're going to go for that narrative, have him be like the only guy, you know? know Yeah. I think that basically like what they were trying to show is like these adults or like older kids who do this don't care. And they are, they are men doing it. And like, he needs to grow up and kind of accept that that's the way the world actually is. Yeah. So him and Rodney box again, and he's like kind of talking shit a little bit, but then he like completely flips his narrative and he's like, I have more important things than this. He just straights up, like leaves the ring. Rodney like trips and falls after him. And instead of like, they're like, get him while he's down. He's like, no, I'm done. Truce. They truce. Then they go to championships because he's back and he apologizes. He's like, Hey, I'm here. I'm not boxing anymore. I want to be here. Please take me back on the team. And they like found a minor replacement, I think of her cousin and she was bad. And so they're like, okay, we have the stuff for you. So, um, they end up getting first place in the first part of the competition where it just, uh, was the three little things you have to do compulsory compulsory. Then we see Rodney shows up to watch the competition. Then they get second place in speed. And then we have a montage of 18 minutes of double Dutch. Then dad shows up to watch. And then their last uh, competition, which is the freestyle, which is where he's throughout this entire movie. He's been like, we just need to like, do what, do what's fun, do what's fun. So they finally did what's fun. And then we get push it, push it to the limit, limit. Cause you're in it to win it. Um, so that was fun. It was fun. And they were afforded a uh, opportunity to just dance without yeah. jump roping at all. Any jumping. Um, <laughs> they were just dancing and singing. So fun. Um, and then dad and son make up and he says, boxing is my dream. It doesn't have to be yours. And then Rodney says, double Dutch is cool. And they truce. And then um, we're about to find out if they get first place for all around double Dutch. And then it stops. It stops. And we're like, wait, what's happening? Like, I thought that my AirPods had been disconnecting this whole time. And so I was like, is it disconnecting again? No, it stops on purpose. And we get pulled to our narrator, who is Rodney, telling the story to all these little kids at the boxing ring. And um, he says they they won first place. They lost at state, but then they won the next year. And then the little kids are like, I'm Marion. And is he still together? And they're like, yeah, gross. (laughs) And then it cuts back to the end of the movie where they won. And then it ends with dad double dutching with them. And which was a very cute cute little epilogue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. And scene. Scene. Great job. Thank you. Should we bingo? Yeah. Bing, 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 bingo. You bing, start. Bing. Oh, thanks, Val. One hit wonder. Yes. Jordan Pruitt, Kiki Palmer, Corden, Corbin Blue. Well, so the problem is that a lot of these songs are not one hit wonders because they had other hits. But yeah. I feel like there was one song at least that wasn't them. It was like Santino something. It was the song in the montage when he's sad. Yeah, there's a few. There's like something called by someone called T Squad, which I've never heard of yeah. before in my life. All right, T Squad, that's your one hit wonder. We're marking it. Okay. All right. Uh, breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera? No. No. Holiday themed. Jump rope day? No. <laughs> Clunky metaphor. Well, um, I mean, you could probably come up with something regarding the freestyle element of like f- just doing what's fun and letting go rather than like the sort of 
structure of boxing. Even though boxing is like improvising, you still have like it's yeah. very like rules based and limited. So sure. Sounds like a clunky metaphor to me. <laughs> Parents who just don't get it. Yeah. Dad does not get it. Cool non-parent adult. No. Not unless we count ref, but he wasn't in it enough, I feel no, like. No, yeah. I mean, he is cool and he's not a parent, but he's only in it for like two lines. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Not at that time. Mm-mm. No. Competition to resolve central <gasps> problems. Yeah. Yes, I love when yes. we mark that one. And I think I say that every time. <laughs> a montage sequence. So many. 100 montage Training montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, cliche villains. Yes, a few. Opposing team. The opposing team. Rodney, the bully who's actually yeah. just sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got a few. Clothes or items you owned. So... I didn't see anything super specific, but there was one boy where one of the, her teammates was wearing like a cropped jean jacket. Oh, my God. A, like a bolero jacket. And I was like, yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> um, he had a lava lamp in his room. Oh, yeah. OK, there you go. I had a lava lamp. Perfect. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Um, I'm going to guess 63. Phil, I think for the first time ever, you got it. <laughs> exactly? It's exactly 60. <laughs> Did you? I didn't know how to react. Phil! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I did it. It took us three years. <laughs> I actually do. I can't not remember if you've gotten it on the dot before. I, I feel like maybe, maybe one other time, but yeah, I can't remember what it wow. was. Wow. Well, we don't get the square, but I'm very happy. That's pretty And you fun. should post that reaction whenever this comes out. <laughs> Just your face. No sound. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Happily ever after. Duh. Yeah. Almost kissing. Yeah. You got to almost kiss the real kiss. You do. Someone who became famous. Yes. Kiki and Corbin. Mm-hmm. Especially Kiki. I, I would, would totally watch a movie with the two of them in it again. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Betraying of one's real friends or values. Yes. Yes. Because when he doesn't go to the competition, he is letting his friends down. Yeah, he is. Your childhood crush. Corbin Bleu. I was a little old f- to like have a true crush on him, but I absolutely am like, he is a cutie. He's a cutie yeah, too. I definitely did. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. Actually, I would say that in this movie, given the amount of stunts, they're not it bad. looks great. Yeah. Disney Channel star. Yes. Corbin Blue. And Kiki Palmer. And if Kiki. she was in um that what what show was she in? Ant Farm? Well, she was in Proud Family more recently, but um, let me see what else she was in. Something called True Jackson VP. Yeah. Uh, was that a... D- May, I, I think so. Okay. Musical number. Yes. Yeah. It starts and ends with a musical number. Yeah. Magic. No. No. Sad. Yeah. Someone says the title of the movie. 
Yes. <gasps> you caught it? Because every time that they talk about like getting into the double dutch, they're like, jump in. Jump in. <gasps> cool. Mm-hmm. Scooby Dude. There wasn't really anything to Scooby Do. No, there was just a lot of Scooby Don't. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't anything. There wasn't like a situation they had to solve. No. Yeah. The heroes create the problem. No. If the problem is that he wants to do double dutch and not box, and gen- generally not box, he didn't create that problem, but he's not talking about the problem. Yeah, but he didn't create the pressure that his dad is okay. putting on him. He okay. also didn't create the situation where his mom passed away he didn't create okay. Rodney's situation like yeah. he, you know what I mean like he's yeah I think he's just All sort right. of a passenger a passenger last but not least lead is a fish out of water I mean you could argue he's a fish out of water a little bit at the beginning with the jump rope yeah for sure alright let's mark it All right. and you know why I say that Val because we got one bingo yay our last line Parents who just don't get it, cliche villains, someone who became famous, musical number, and lead his fish out of water. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I love it. <laughs> Val, do you hear that? It's the game of losers. <laughs> Lo- loser, loser, loser. Okay. <laughs> so in this movie, they win in the end. In this game, I'm going to give you a sports movie and you have to tell me if they're winners in the end or losers in the end. Okay. Okay. And if you don't know the movie, you'll know the movie, but if you don't remember, you can just guess. Okay. Okay. And then you just say loser or winner. Okay. Okay. There's five questions. Okay. Coach Carter. Winners. Incorrect. Loser. I do like that movie, though. So good. Oh my God. I watched that movie way too much. Hopeful. Yes, I am. Hopeful today. Yes, I was flat and all of you can suck it. <laughs> cool runnings. Oh, losers. That is correct. Also a great movie. Also a great movie. A League of Their Own. Losers. Correct. Bring it on. Losers. That is correct. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. The movie? The movie. I've never seen the movie. Um, <sighs> I'm going to guess losers because the You're rest You're correct. Of the- <laughs> and that's the game of losers. <laughs> <laughs> when have I ever played a game where all of the answers were the same answer? <laughs> But it works because they were all losers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but not Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer. No. They were winners. Yeah, although they did say that they lost they at did state. Lost state. So they were losers today. They were losers. Oh, uh, what a dream this was. This was. I'm I'm glad any I... other questions, comments, concerns about <laughs> jump in, Val? No, but I'm glad we jumped in together. I hated that. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> Um, Val, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Johnny Kapahala back on board, which I am. And I am. Go ahead. I was just going to say, which I almost watched this week on accident. I was going to say, I am very curious about this movie because it's been like 
almost a decade since the first year. So like, first of all, just the age difference is going to be interesting and how they kind of deal Mm -hmm. with that. Um, But also like, you know, what is it going to be about? Like what? I don't know. What do we have to revisit? Yeah. So very interesting. I imagine that no one from the original cast except for him is going to be in it. So it'll be a fun uh, exploration of a sequel. I'm excited. I'm yes. excited. <sighs> another day. Another podcast. <laughs> another day, another podcast. <laughs> Bye, Val. Bye, Yale. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll do it for real. Bye, Val. Bye, Val. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.